Women's singles, this is the quarterfinal. Annalie Waters, who's the greatest pickleball player in the world. And Hurricane Tyra Black wins, I think. I'm confused. Why is Annalie excited and now running away? What is happening here? We're going to talk all about this weird moment from the weekend. Welcome to Sorry Not Sorry, the Pickleball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kelly. This week, we're at the Takaya Showcase in Fountain Valley, California. Is it Takaya? Takaya? Riley, help me out. Takaya, he got it right. We had an awesome weekend of pickleball. So many crazy moments. A lot of people getting angry. A lot of people crying from happiness and joy. Championship Sunday was awesome this weekend. We had a lot of new faces that we haven't seen in a while. We're going to get into all of that, but before we do, if you guys wouldn't mind hitting that like button, subscribing to the channel if you're not already, hitting that notification bell so you can always get notified whenever a new episode comes out, share this with your friends if you're trying to get them into Pro Pickleball. And with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. This is the new and improved forgiveness. All right, first up, let's talk about the first event on Sunday. That was mixed doubles. We had J.W. Johnson and Georgia Johnson taking on Ben Johns and Annalie Waters. This match was kind of boring, not going to lie. Although the beginning of this match was pretty interesting. The Johnsons ended up getting a 6-1 to one lead on Ben Johns and Annalie Waters. Seems like they were ready to give him a battle. But then Ben Johns and Annalie Water do what they do best, and they ended up scoring 10 points straight. I mean, man, right when you thought that the Johnsons could do something a little bit spectacular, Ben and Annalie just showed them that, yeah, they're the best team. The rest of this match was pretty much in the control of Ben Johns and Annalie Waters. We had a few cool moments, a few good hands rallies, which she knew was going to happen. J-Dub and Georgia Johnson have great hands, but not quite enough to beat the two best in the world. The Johnsons did find themselves down 8-2, and they ended up kind of pulling it together. They ended up bringing it back to 10-8, but not enough. Ben and Anna Lee get another gold medal for mixed doubles. You know, I really can't think who is out there that would be able to beat Ben and Anna Lee. Johnson's, I mean, they did beat them that one time back in Newport. That was pretty awesome. But it just seems like maybe it was just a one-time thing. You know, maybe Anna Bright and James Ignatowicz could. I mean, James and Anna Bright are two really good players, but I think there's just something about the chemistry between Georgia and JW. I mean, maybe even the Newman siblings. Why is it always siblings that are coming close? <laughs> it's always siblings or boyfriend and girlfriend. Speaking of chemistry, I think the worst chemistry I've seen all weekend is AJ Kohler and Jesse Irvin. I mean, oh my gosh, look at this right here. So awkward. <laughs> Let's see this one more time. I mean, you can just tell they get so frustrated with each other. Jesse eye-rolling. AJ just, uh always just seems pissed and non-confrontational. Like he's just like, I'm just going to ignore this. So awkward to watch between the two of them. So I don't know if good chemistry could ever take down Ben and Annalie, but... I can definitely promise you that bad chemistry is not going to either. 
All right, next up, let's talk women's doubles. In orange, we got Anna Bright and Anna Lee Waters taking on Lucy Kovalova and Callie Joe Smith. I don't know why, but they love these orange uniforms. I feel like they've been wearing them for the last two weeks straight. You know, I don't think I've seen them in any other color while playing against each other. Do they do laundry while they're out in tournaments? So all white versus all orange. This game had its moments for sure. It was pretty exciting. Women's doubles always is exciting. But I got to say, Anna Bright really stepped up this game. I mean, she was playing absolutely fantastic this whole match. I mean, Anna Bright and Anna Lee Waters are just a, such a good team together. You know, the thing is, too, Lucy and Callie Joe Smith, when they're playing together, I mean, they are always on fire. They're so good. You know, before Anna Lee Waters came around, it was them who were dominating. But still, I mean, no matter how good they are, Anna Lee and Anna Bright, I mean, they are just too good for them. So Anna Bright and Anna Lee Waters, they end up winning this one. They get the gold in women's doubles. It's pretty crazy that they're deciding not to play with each other anymore. I mean, I guess I know it's Anna Lee's choice. So after the match, they do these weird post-game interviews. They try to act like there's a bunch of media in there asking questions. It's just one person who works for the PPA that asks some questions. But I did think that this was an interesting question that they asked Anna Lee about the partnership between her and Anna Bright. Check it out. But this isn't a permanent partnership at the moment. What will it take to make the decision make the decision? She looks at her mom, of course. Look, I don't even know if her mom is there, but you can just see she gives her a little look. Mixing it up has been great the whole year. I just, things can get repetitive, and I know this these past tournaments, these past three tournaments, we've been doing amazing, but, you know, it's like you play with somebody a whole year. It was different with my mom. That's kind of different with Ben because I've known him since I was, like, 10, so he just kind of... Every other partner I've had, I just stay with them the whole time, but I don't like to do that, but it's different. I've liked, and I love playing with Catherine. I love playing with Anna. I feel like they play differently, so it's kind of fun to get to play with both. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, we can be successful if we play every other tournament or if we play three tournaments in a row. But right now, I just... <laughs> Poor Anna Bright is just sitting there zoning out like, what do I have to do? The only thing I can think of is that she might not want Anna Bright or Catherine Parento to get the same amount of wins as her. You know, it's like if she kind of spreads it half and half, then Anna Lee gets to be on top and not have somebody else kind of like right there below her. I'm hoping that Anna Bright could partner with somebody who could take down Anna Lee and Catherine. I don't know who that is. Maybe it's Georgia. Maybe it's Hurricane Tyra Black. Maybe it's Leia Jansen. But either way, I think that's kind of the thing that a lot of us pickleball fans are looking for. Who's going to be able to take down Anna Lee Waters in women's doubles? Speaking of women's doubles, you guys got to watch this point. This was nuts. In the semifinal, Hurricane Tyra Black and Elise Jones. Bye-bye, Elise Jones. Where did she go? She fell, but she gets back up and continues to play. And Hurricane Tyra Black and Elise Jones win the point against Anna Lee Waters and Anna Bright. What the hell happened there? Elise Jones like, did you see that? She's always on the ground. How does that always happen to her? Let's watch this one more time because this is insane. She goes for the lob, hits it successfully, and then bye. Over the video board, you just see her feet sticking up like a cartoon. And then somehow she knows how to get back right in time. And I cannot believe that they won this point. I mean, she's just so pumped. Hurricane's like, are you serious? Are you okay? And then look at Elise Jones. She's like, okay, my back hurts a little bit. That was kind of, that was a little rough. 
You know, I don't know if Elise Jones and Hurricane Tyra Black uh, could ever really get past Dana Bright and Anna Lee Waters. And I say that because Elise Jones loves to take that middle ball. I do think Hurricane Tyra Black could find a little bit better of a partner. And she could potentially find her way there in women's doubles. I don't know if she'll end up beating someone like Anna Bright and Anna Lee Waters. Or I guess Anna Lee Waters and Catherine Parento now at this point. Uh but I, th- I think she's probably the best chance that's out there. All right, next up, let's talk women's singles. In the gold medal match, we had Hurricane Tyra Black taking on Yana Newell. You might know her as Yana Greshkina. She's married to Ben Newell, so now she's got the name Yana Newell. Now, obviously, these are two folks that we have not really seen in a PPA gold medal for women's singles quite often. You're probably wondering, where the heck is Annalie Waters? Well, let's talk about how that match went. So we're going to go back all the way to the quarterfinal match. Annalie taking on Hurricane Tyra Black. Apparently, there was something up with this court. Players were complaining there was like a line or like a bubble near the kitchen line. Made it so that way the ball didn't quite bounce as much as players really were used to. Uh, and you could just really see in this match that it got to Anna Lee big time. It was in her head. She was clearly really frustrated. I mean, Hurricane Tyra Black is a great singles player. So if you're going to make a bunch of unforced errors, she is not the one to do it to. So Hurricane took the first game of this match. But in the second game, Anna Lee was able to really run away with this one 11-2. Hurricane never really had quite the chance on this. So now we're going to game three, and it really, really just starts to fall apart kind of quickly for Anna Lee here. So game three, Black gets up 4-0, and look who surprises her on the bench. Leia Jansen coming in as Coach Jansen against Coach Lee Waters. If anybody knows how to beat Anna Lee, it's going to be Leia Jansen. Hurricane Tyra Black ends up in this third game taking an 8-0 lead against Annalie Waters. This is crazy. So Hurricane Tyra Black, she's got a 10-3 lead on Annalie Waters. Does this mean that Annalie Waters is about to lose in a singles match? And she does lose, but what the heck is she doing? She tosses her paddle to mom, and she's got her arms up celebrating. And she just runs away. Hurricane's like, um, I won, right? I swear, watching this one live, I had to look at the scoreboard like five times to confirm that Hurricane Tower Black actually won this match. I was so confused. I mean, how the heck do you even explain what happened here? Just immediately, yeah, woohoo! Is it like sarcastic towards the crowd? Like, yeah, you guys want to cheer against me? Fine, I'll cheer against me too. And I'm going to go cry. Alone in the locker room because I don't know how to lose. Look, I get she's 16 years old. She's a kid. We got to give her grace. And, you know, she's not mature yet. She's mature in every other facet. She's media trained, knows exactly how to handle, like, every postgame interview with perfection and super polished. Has she never thought what it's going to be like when she loses? Another theory I heard is that apparently her mom was trying to coach her and say, you need to have more positive body language. So this was her being sarcastic. Like, look, I could even have positive body language even when I lose, mom. Yeah, take my paddle, you bitch. Thanks for the good coaching. 
not so awkward. To put this into context for the significance for Hurricane Tyra Black, when she played her first pro event, she played Annalie Waters on championship court and got crushed by her. I'm pretty sure she got pickled twice. 11-0, 11-0. And it was like, this is like the big superstar coming in. Hurricane Tyra Black, who the hell is this? She's getting crushed out here. And then now she ends up winning against Annalie Waters in a quarterfinal match. I mean, that's huge. You know, you could say it was the court that played a factor. You could say Annalie Waters was making a lot of unforced errors. It doesn't matter, though, if you have a bad court because both players had a bad court. It doesn't matter if you hit unforced errors because the other player still has to win the match. Hurricane Tower Black is not the one you want to make unforced errors against. And she showed that there's a price to pay for that. I love this too right here. High five. Oh, it's, oh sorry. I'm just too jacked. My arms are too swole because I'm Cameron Blackwood. High five. Psh. Oops, sorry. <laughs> she doesn't have a deep voice. She's just so buff. It's just kind of funny. She's always showing off her biceps. So, with all that context, now let's fast forward to Championship Sunday. Hurricane Tyra Black makes it to the gold medal match. She has a chance to do something really special. Go from getting destroyed by Annalie Waters in her first pro event to now having a chance to not only beat the best in the world, the person that beat her and crushed her and embarrassed her, but to also get a gold medal out of it. You know, it's one thing to just beat Annalie Waters. It's another to beat her and then make sure that you end up getting the gold that weekend. So let's see what ends up happening. So this first game of this match was awesome. I mean, it went into extra points. Is that what we call it? Extra points in pickleball? It's like overtime. You know, it's more than 11. Anyways, Yana Newell was really giving it a good fight. But I gotta say, something about this match was a drag to watch. It seemed like after every point, Yana was going to get her towel. Oh, God, as a viewer, this rule sucks. I get it. You gotta let the players get a towel, let them get water in between points. They don't need to call a timeout every time to do that. You know, as long as it's not taking a ridiculous amount of time. But holy crap, when you do it after every single point, it just makes a match drag on. Especially in singles. It could be really, really frustrating to watch. I guess the towel and water breaks end up working though because Yana Newell takes game one, 13 to 11. She comes out in game two with this bright yellow shirt. How the hell is that thing legal? MLP just made a rule where you can't have yellow or white paddles. You're already not allowed to have yellow or I guess you could have a white shirt, but definitely not like a yellow shirt like this that's got to be super close to the ball color regardless i guess the refs were okay with it i'd be complaining i didn't think it was okay but hurricane tyra black still didn't affect her this second game was super close hurricane tyra black is like elise jones jr seemingly always on the ground i'm just surprised she's not tying her shoes this match so hurricane tyra black ends up taking this second game 11 to 8. We're going to game 3 for the gold medal. Real quick too. I always thought it was weird. Look at the sideline for her. Her coach was not only her husband, but her husband's twin brother. I, I mean, I don't know. Is his twin brother like even a pickleball player? He just seems so much more into the coaching. Look at him. Ben is on the right. His brother's on the left. Even Judah Castillo is there who's a pickleball player. I don't know who the twin brother is and what qualifies him to be a coach. But he seems, like, really into it. Knuckle pound. Sister-in-law. He looks exactly like Ben. 
So Hurricane Tower Black ends up taking it six to one in the third game. That's huge, getting that end change super quick. Fast forward, she ends up blowing this one away. It's 10 to three. Hurricane Tower Black gets it, and she gets the gold medal after beating Annalie Waters in the quarterfinal, making her way to Championship Sunday. She gets her first ever gold medal. What a special Sunday for her. All right, you got to check this post-game interview out and try not to cry because I had a tough time not crying during this. I ain't a bitch. Hurricane Tyra Black is just super heartfelt, super sincere. Gosh, man, just listen to this. I'm really shaky. Um, I'm so happy. This is the most amazing thing ever for me, honestly. Um, I trained for tennis my whole life, um, but I never really enjoyed it. And I found pickleball and I absolutely fell in love. Because tennis sucks. So winning this tournament means so much to me and um, leaving the career that I trained so long for to do something that I love makes me so happy. So happy that I'm crying. We were talking before that you were texting your mom during the match and I know she had some words for you before. What were those? She said, whatever happens, just happens. I hope you have fun. Um, she knows I was really depressed towards the end of playing tennis and she sees how happy I've been since I started playing. So she just wants me to have fun out here. Look at that, Annalie, you cured her depression. Thank you, Annalie. It's almost like I got transferred over to Annalie. Also, what is up with this trophy? It's kind of cool. I didn't know what it was at first, but it's like a water splash for Takea. I get it. It's a little weird to have as a trophy. It's probably a little tough to hold, but it's unique. I think it's kind of cool. All right, moving on. Let's talk men's doubles. Kind of hard to talk about anything after that women's singles match, but anyways, we'll try and do it regardless. So we had men's doubles, J-Dub and Dylan Frazier taking on the Johns brothers. This one was a lot more interesting because of some backstory. So before we talk about that match, we gotta rewind to Friday, the mixed doubles match on Grandstand. Colin Johns goes down, oh, and gets hit, pegged by Eric Lang. Hold up, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Okay, so Colin Johns is playing with Elise Jones, and they're taking on Eric Lang and Sarah Ansbury. Colin Johns goes to the middle and, like, bends his knee in a weird way. He's down and gets hit by an overhead smash, and he is just dead. He looks like he's been shot and killed. Who assassinated Colin Johns? Is he okay? Let's see a replay from the side angle. Check this out. Comes in, snaps his, like, ankle... The play continues, and a backhand overhead, pow, right, <laughs> right at Colin. He's like, what the fuck was that? I'm clearly hurt. You just hit me. Oh. And he's still down. One more time in slow motion. Pow. <laughs> like right in the armpit. He catches the ball. He's so pissed. My favorite part about this is him catching the ball <laughs> and looking up like, what the fuck? And then the most funniest part about this is when he just tosses the ball, like, <laughs> It's like his last gasp of air, like, I'm dead. Ugh, help me. Okay, so, like, everybody was worried at this moment. They're like, oh, my gosh, did he, like, tear his ACL? Did he tear his Achilles? Like, what happened? And this is on Friday, too. So, first off, he's got to finish this tournament. And then he also has men's doubles the next day. So, with all that being said... He was hurt, but he decided to play anyways on Saturday. They did fine. 
Ben and Colin Johns made it to the gold medal match. They flew through it. They didn't really seem to have too many issues. Colin Johns was hobbling a little bit. He was playing off the kitchen line to give Ben some space so he could play almost, you know, I guess what apparently he called singles with a partner as his backup, I guess. But it was kind of annoying because they made it seem like Ben and Colin had this huge chip on their shoulder. I mean, I get it. Colin is hurt, and he's definitely not playing the normal way he would. But as you watch this match, you're like, I don't know. I don't think it's affecting him too much. So even though Colin was playing with his injury, J-Dub and Dylan played lights out. Ben looks so pissed. He's like, God damn it, Colin. I think if anything, they kind of made the mistake of playing like Colin Johns was injured because then Ben had to cover way more court than he already does. So even in game two, J-Dub and Dylan Frazier were just beaten up on the Johns brothers. So Dylan and J-Dub, they take game two as well. They need one more. Can they do this? Seems like they got this one in the bag, right? Ben is like, it must be my paddle, right? Which one do I want? I think it's just my paddle's not good enough. So here we go. Game three. J.W. Johnson come flying in. They end up getting a four-point lead here to start this one off. They're on fire. But still, I mean, the Johns brothers are not going down without a fight. And look, I mean, I don't know. Colin seems fine. Ben's still playing like Ben. Can't just give up on this one. We find ourselves at a one-point game, 8-7 for Dylan Frazier and J-Dub. They make that 9-7 now. Two points away from a gold medal against the Johns brothers. They did have championship game on their paddle, but look at the Johns brothers. They end up crawling back. They tie it 10-10 in this third game. Uh-oh. Are they making a comeback here? Are they going to bring this to five games and pull this one off? Well, they at least win this third game. Check this out. 12 to 10. We're going to game four. Uh-oh. You got to start being nervous if you're J-Dub and Dylan. I mean, I don't know if they get nervous. If that was me, I would be. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Here they come. I mean, I'm always rooting for J-Dub and Dylan Frazier, no matter who they play, especially against the Johns Brothers. But I got to be honest, I was really rooting for this one to go five games because that would have been awesome to see no matter who won. Ben Johns changing up his paddle yet again. This dude is like, I'm having a fresh paddle for every single point. New overgrips and everything. He is not letting any other factors get in the way. So at one point in this fourth game, Johns Brothers were up 4-3. And it looked like maybe they had a chance to bring this to five games. But, I mean, J-Dub, Dylan Frazier, they really got clutch. J-Dub playing big. Going to hands battles. Gotta love to see that. Championship point. Can they pull it off? And they do! J-Dub and Dylan Frazier get the gold medal against the Johns brothers. They actually did it. Somebody finally beat them in a gold medal match. Hugs for their coach. Watch your drinks, folks. I hope those Takea bottles have a lock on them if that's your coach. I'm Colin and I'm upset. I'm going home. You know, anybody saying that there's an asterisk on this game, I'm sorry, that's just not fair to J-Dub and Dylan. First off, everybody's injured even a little bit, all right? And if Colin Johns can make his way to a gold medal match, clearly he was good enough to get there. It's not like he got there and then got injured. He was injured the whole day on Saturday. If anything, this was probably easier for him. He had a whole nother day of rest, and he only had to play one match. 
So I don't buy everybody saying that, oh, it's not really a win for them because Colin was injured. That is complete bullshit. They deserve that win. They played really, really well. So good for them. They got their weird little water splash trophy and their gold medal. J.W. Johnson and Dylan Frazier, they did it. Before we stop talking about men's doubles, we got to talk about the Riley Newman situation. He played with A.J. Kohler this weekend. And I got to say, as much as Riley Newman is not the best chemistry-wise, it seems like A.J. Kohler might be the best fit as far as like someone to get along with. Kind of interesting, too, because he was playing with Julian Arnold. And it just seems like Arnold is really good with Thomas Wilson. And according to this match, Julian Arnold and Thomas Wilson are a better team than Riley Newman and A.J. Kohler. I mean, really crazy how Riley Newman has lost in the quarterfinals once again. Now let's check in on Matt Wright. Turns out he ended up making another semifinal. Check that out. Is Connor Garnett better than AJ Kohler and Julian Arnold? I don't know. Maybe he will be. He's kind of newer to doubles, so it's possible we'll come to find out. But once again, Matt Wright is finding himself deeper into tournaments than Riley Newman. And I just love this point, too, right here. Matt Wright. Pow! Right in the head. Take that, Ben Johns. Watch this one more time. Ready? Pow! Oh! No concussion. So, well, obviously Matt Wright and Connor Garnett were probably not going to take down the Johns brothers, even with an injured Colin Johns. Uh, still very awesome to see that they were able to get in fourth place for the tournament. Twice in a row now, Matt Wright has got fourth place in the tournament. All right, next up, let's talk men's singles. We got Gabriel Joseph playing Federico Stackstrud. You're probably wondering, well, where's the number one player? Where's Ben Johns? He usually makes the gold medal match on Sunday for men's singles. What happened to him? He lost super early on Thursday. He lost to Yates Johnson, the second best Johnson twin. Not Hunter Johnson, Yates Johnson. He lost to him in singles. It was crazy. It was not filmed, the match. So unfortunately, we don't really know quite what happened to him. We've heard lots of things about Ben not exactly being the early riser type. So maybe it was just kind of an early match and he wasn't awake yet. Maybe Yates just played the best game of his life. Really disappointing that Yates didn't do anything really beyond that. But still, it cleared the way for somebody new to get a gold medal on Sunday. So let's see what happened. Gabriel Joseph Known for really only playing the West Coast tournaments. This year, he has been playing in a lot more. Federico Stackstrad, clearly the number two player when it comes to men's singles. So it was really shocking to see Gabriel Joseph just come out and dominate right out of the gate. Gabriel Joseph, with just a massive two-handed backhand, ends up taking game one 11-6. Always awesome to see when somebody's got a bunch of family members on the sidelines. That's how it should be. Have your friends, family there. Why sit alone, especially for singles? So this second game was a real close one, too. It ends up being 11-10. Championship point on Gabriel Joseph's two-handed backhand paddle, and he does it! He says, fuck a paddle tap. I'm going to my family! And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I probably should paddle tap. Yep, good job. All right, back to the fam. We did it. What a weird shirt. He looks like one of those, like, those cups. I don't even know how to describe it. 
You know what I'm talking about. So Gabriel Joseph wins himself a gold medal for men's singles. While we're on the subject of men's singles, let's talk about this Tyson McGuffin versus Christian Alshon match. After game one, Tyson snaps his paddle. His signature paddle. MLP doesn't let me use it? Well, fine. I don't need your stupid white paddle. I'd be pissed too if I was losing to Christian Alshon 11-3. That's not even the paddle he uses. Probably James Ignatowicz's paddle. He stole it. He's like, well, I'm going to break your shit. God, imagine having so many pickleball paddles that you could just afford to do this and not even think twice. He doesn't even look that mad. It's almost like when you crush a can, you're like, I should just shorten this and make it more compact for the recycling. You just did it like it's a chore. This second game was so intense. I mean, back and forth. Look at this play right here. Comes all the way on the other side of the court. Christian Alshon. No! How good I missed that. Watch this play right here. Christian hits a winner and just stares him down. Tyson McGuffin even gives him a little finger wave. I don't even know what he was doing with his hand there, but he's just like, I see you looking at me. Watch. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you shut up, little boy? So Christian Alshon has the game point on his paddle against Tyson McGuffin. Can he do it? Oh, can't track that one down. Another chance for Tyson. Another game point. But Tyson McGuffin with an amazing shot. So Tyson McGuffin ends up turning around. It's 11-10 now. Another game point, and Tyson McGuffin holds him back from winning. Look at this face right here from Tyson. I'm a dog. I also love this close-ass game. His wife's sitting on the sideline. Some dude just trying to talk to her. She's like, dude, please, just leave me alone. So McGuffin finally gets it to 14-13. He pulls off game point. We're going to game three. Christian Alshon seems like he barely wants to give him a paddle tab. He just kind of high-fives him real quick. So here we go. Game three, McGuffin already up two points, four to two. And he's going to get another one here. Christian Alshon just spikes his paddle. Kind of anticlimactic when it doesn't break. And you still got to use it. Oh, stupid paddle. Okay, just calm down. Such a psycho move to get pissed off and then immediately calm yourself down. I need to calm down. I need to calm down. It's now 9-2. Christian Alshon is another one and he smacks his foot with his paddle. He's like, I got to break this thing at some point. Look how tough I am. My foot kind of hurts still. Oh, you need to check it. Oh, yeah, this is good. Let's see that one more time. So pissed. Stupid paddle. That's got to hurt his foot, right? Do that shit over your knee, man. That's why Tyson's a veteran. He just knows. Like, if I'm going to break a paddle, I'm going to break one that I'm not playing with, and I'm going to do it over my knee, and I'm going to do it in between games. So, Christian Alshon ends up coming back 10-5, but it was not enough. Tyson McGuffin able to put it away. And watch this exchange. Christian Alshon's pissed. Must have said something and walked away. And Tyson's like, dude, not cool, man. Look at him showing him up. He's like, yeah, you should respect me. Do you know how popular my podcast is? And then watch. Christian Alshon's like, oh, yeah, bro? And then Tyson didn't flinch. And he's like, okay, you know what? I got I to gotta calm down. I'm sorry. Let me just breathe. There's a lot of adrenaline. Tyson's like, he shouldn't say that. I don't know what he, what happened, what he said. Ref's like, dude, just go to your bench. Let's watch this one more time. Chest pound, Christian Alshon. Gosh, I wish I knew what he said. He must have been like, fuck you, dude. Thumbs up, bro. It's like, why you got to disrespect me? Go chug a Miller Lite with him. That's how you become friends with him. Christian Alshon, look at him. He's like, 
yeah, you know what? I'm tough too. And then he's like, oh shit, you know what? You would kick my ass. I'm sorry, dude. Let me just calm down. My bad. That's on me. I'm angry. Kind of looks like a little bitch there, not gonna lie. I'm just angry, man. I lost. All right, well, that's going to do it for our recap of the Takaya Showcase. Before we head out of here, though, I did want to talk about what the APP did this week. They took their folks over to England. We had the England Open. Oh, sorry, the English Open. Interesting format. They had, like, a little team event, America versus England. And apparently they don't have permanent nets in England. They have temporary nets for their pros. And by pros, they just have a 5-0 level and I think even for women's, they just had the 4-5 level was like the highest one they had there. By day four, they ended up getting a permanent net in there. I don't know if enough people were probably like on the stream being like, what is this garbage temp net? Not really something I watched a whole lot of just because PPA was on this weekend. But with the time difference, these games were on at like 8 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. So it was kind of cool that there was a little bit of pickleball before pickleball. I don't really know too much about who won gold. But what I do know is that Rob Nunnery found his way into the finals quite a lot. All right. Well, before we head out of here, let's play a game of Partner Body Bag Winner Off the Net. Partner Body Bag Winner Off the Net. Partner Body Bag Winner Off the Net. Play a dancing winner off the net. Dice and McGuffin winner off the net. Hey, Waters Body Bag Body Bag. James Lee Donna Wish Body Bag Body Bag. Sorry, not sorry. Winner off the net. Sorry, not sorry. Partner, body bag, winner off the net, the game that's like marry, fuck, kill, except pickleball style. I'm going to have three people that were provided to me, three names in the pickleball world, and I'm going to choose one to partner with. I'm going to choose one that I would body bag, and I'll choose one that I would hit a winner off the net. Sorry, not sorry style. So I've been texted three names to me. I haven't seen them yet. They've been given to me by my producer for the show, and by producer, I mean my lovely fiance. And the three names are, number one, Riley Newman. Number two, A.J. Kohler. And number three, Julian Arnold. Ah, I see the connection there. Interesting. Okay. Well, it is actually an interesting conversation because now that we've kind of seen them mix and match a little bit, uh, we're starting to kind of see who plays better with who and who's had a little bit more success. I mean, look, Riley Newman is definitely the best player out of all of them, but is he somebody you want to partner with? Not really. I think I honestly got to say that I'd probably partner with Julian Arnold. The Andiamos, not for everybody. To me, I love it. It would get me pumped up. I'd be laughing my ass off every time he got an Andiamo. So hit a winner off the net or body bag. Riley Newman. Oh, easy. I'm definitely body bagging Riley Newman. I don't know what it is. He just like, I'm not a fan of Riley Newman. I'm just not. I have this weird theory that kind of falls apart when you really think about it, but I've always had this feeling that like Riley Newman has sold his soul to the devil to be the world's best pickleball player, but he's also been cursed with being the worst partner ever. So he's never actually going to be successful and won't actually like win gold medals because he's just kind of a shitty teammate. So no matter what his skill level ends up peaking at, it's never going to be good enough because you're only as good as your partner's playing. You're probably thinking, didn't he win a gold medal with Matt Wright against the Johns brothers? He did. Yeah. So I guess that theory doesn't really quite hold up. 
but still, it just feels like something's a little bit off of him. So I, I feel comfortable body bagging him. And then I'll hit a winner off the net with AJ Kohler. Maybe I'm playing him and Jesse, and I'll just watch them get all deflated and Jesse eye roll and them get all pissed off at each other. And that would make me laugh, especially if I'm partnered with Julian Arnold and he gives an Andiamo when that happens. Oh, my God. Chef's kiss. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for watching another episode of Sorry Not Sorry. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed so you can catch up on the latest tournaments each week. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Share the show with your friends if you have somebody that you're trying to get into pro pickleball. I'll see you guys back next week for another episode. Take care. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgiveness.